0: Hey everybody, welcome to We've Got the Beat, the podcast devoted to teen entertainment from the 80s and beyond. I'm your host, Michael, and Mitty's on the other side, my co-host.
1: What, what, what?
0: Give me a cookie, but only if I wrap this up properly. <laughs> Did you
1: just make that up on the spot? Yes. <laughs> You want me to send you some
0: cookies in the mail? No, no, I'm just glad I got through that without flubbing and starting over again. (laughs) Good job. Alright, so kids, we're discussing the 25th anniversary of Good Burger and we struggled. We struggled hard to find something to go with it and what we chose, hmm... Wasn't great. Yeah, and now I'm starting to think of a different movie that would have been a better fit was Meet the Deedles to go with Good Burger. I don't know, for some reason it just seems... Aw, damn. I thought of it like a half hour ago. Mm. Uh, so we went with Dude Where's My Car. It hasn't aged, better, hasn't aged very well. Good Burger, it was a first-time watch, and I was completely pleased with it. I, <laughs> actually, I was more than pleased with it. I was actually shocked at how entertaining this was.
1: Yeah, seriously. I actually, um, I have seen it a few times, but, uh, but, but the first time I watched it was actually, you know, within the last few years, as opposed to, you know, when it came out. So, I mean, I was so pleased to discover something that i thought was going to be just endlessly moronic but was fun and innocent and goofy as hell
0: now i know at the time you were kind of casually watching all that which is what this is from correct yes i remember bits Um, and pieces like i would walk in like during the summer because i was at college at this point
1: i'm not 100 percent sure if it started on all that didn't didn't they have their own show at one point, too?
0: I could have swore Keenan and Kel came after the movie. I can look this up.
1: So I'm not 100% sure if it was from the Keenan and Kel show or if it was from all that, or maybe it was just featured on both. Regardless, it started on a show.
0: Uh, that. You know what? Keenan and Kel is the year before. When did So when did all that start? Please. I don't know.
1: 94? Okay. 92? 90- I don't
0: know. Because I, I know the whole creative team behind this and a lot of the cast members are from yeah. that show. Uh, yeah. there's another All That. That's interesting.
1: Yes. Newer. Newer, but I haven't seen it.
0: Okay. And then some of the cast members show up in that. Um, I just remember catching, like, random episodes here and there, uh, when you were, like, when I would come home for the summer from college and you were watching it. And probably your friends. Uh... Can I find the oh, 94 Okay, all that's from ninety four. Well, so they were doing this okay. the movie and Kenan and Kel all at the same time. Were they on the whole time? They couldn't They
1: were working so hard because, you know, also Amanda Vines got her start from all that and then she had the Amanda show. Okay. So I think that they were doing it all at the same time. Yeah,
0: it looks like some of them were only on for a few seasons. Crazy. Some of the actors yeah. went like 35 episodes. Oh, I didn't, The show was on a lot longer than I thought it was, too. It was on until 2005, and then it took its big break and then came back, what, two years ago? Three years ago?
1: I'm not 100% sure. I know, I think when it was starting, like, what was what did we say, 94? Yeah. You know, the 94, 95, you know, the, the first few years I definitely watched it some but no I didn't
0: stick to it yeah the only well Nick Cannon was on after they left too huh so uh, quite a few names oh, started I on didn't know film. that either. yeah he was on for one season and guested later um yeah I wonder how he became that famous exactly. I only know the first time I'd seen him was Drumline but uh let's go back to the other Me thing because there, there's a whole episode we could do just on kids sketch comedy because uh, it all started with oh. uh, uh you can't do that on not television how? But but we do have Josh Server, who was like, I remember on the show, he was the Jim Carrey type. He was always imitating Jim Carrey on there. And uh, I always thought Lori Beth Denberg, uh, she's a heavier, set, freckle-faced girl. She was actually like the Phil Hartman of the show. She really was like a utility player that didn't get much respect. She
1: was so committed, and so I was always very impressed by her.
0: Yeah, and in uh,
1: fact, she she I think in in Good Burger she has my she's in my favorite scene of the whole movie. Her scene is oh yeah the, she's
0: playing the old lady.
1: Well, she's not an old lady. older lady, lady I a, guess she's a, like yeah she's an adult. Uh, anyways, that's my favorite scene. But cool. anyway, yes, yeah, there's some real solid solid talent there.
0: Yeah, well, I also think that all this is basically out of the mindset of the three guys from uh, head of the class. Uh, right. Dan Frischman, Dan Schneider, and Brian Robbins. Brian who, Robbins. Brian yeah. Robbins, I didn't know, is running Paramount right now.
1: Well, that makes so much sense then why all the Nickelodeon content is only on Paramount Plus.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, well, Paramount's always owned Nickelodeon. That was no, one No, I know. I,
1: okay. But I just. I didn't know that, but it all makes
0: sense now. And he was one of the big drivers behind MTV films, too, because he did maybe yes, the third one, which was Varsity Blues, and then out of that, yes, he really I remember built that. Yeah, so like, and I think this is the second Nickelodeon original, because I think the first one was Matilda, not Matilda. Harriet the Spy? Mm-hmm. Harriet the Spy, yeah, I don't think Matilda
1: was anything to do with Nickelodeon, okay. but uh, yeah, Harriet the Spy was in 96
0: yeah it's just so funny those those two brands would be so locked into the teen movies which we're going to be discussing through the years and i don't know i are either one still around
1: either one what
0: those companies i know mtv technically is around because they just did jackass forever But I mean, are they constantly in production? It felt like there was two movies from each company every year. They would have something during the summer or spring, and then something around Christmas. And I have not seen those names in a while. If
1: they are, if they are it's not on my radar by yeah. I any mean, I think there was a Spongebob I mean, movie a couple do, years ago. Did they do a, like, catfish stuff
0: on MTV. Yeah. But I think Those the thing is cartoons. that their name is only alive in the way that like Miramax is still alive. Legacy sequels. Yeah. So like we're about to get yes. another Beavis and Butthead where uh, we just had another Jackass. So I feel like they're only getting their credit on stuff they've already done. They're not developing new properties.
1: This has nothing. This is just because you mentioned Jackass, I just want to ask, did you watch the new Jackass movie? Actually, I've never seen any of them. Oh, okay. I haven't really either. I watched, like, part of the newest one with with Scott, and there was so much dick involved that I just had to walk away.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, MTV is too much for you. (laughs) Go to the Nickelodeon brand.
1: (laughs) Exactly. MTV has always been too much for me. Too much stupidity, too much. Did they do um, a movie we haven't discussed but we really should, which is... um,
0: Oh, Is it Dead okay, on Campus? <laughs>
1: oh, that's not what I was gonna say, but that w- I've never seen that movie. Still, um, no, the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, the like Dangerous Liaisons one.
0: I would not be surprised what? if that no, because that's Columbia Pictures. Uh, uh cruel oh, okay. intentions. Just, yeah. Uh, any the, uh, their yeah. deals were always with Paramount, obviously, uh, unless uh, it was uh, a like shared started, production. Whatever. Um, we're getting off track. Yeah, right. uh, so let's get back to this. Uh, so yeah, this is established. It was a pre-existing sketch, and it was very popular. And it's funny looking back uh, at the way the actors uh, were then to, compared to now, because Keenan is clearly the star. Kel's kind of taking a step back. He does a lot of voice work. But Ke- oh. Kel, Kel is what sells this movie. Keenan's fine. He's a straight man. Yeah. But he doesn't He's have a lot to form. really... Uh, like bring you in. I am absolutely fascinated by Ed. He's such a strange yeah. literal character, and I couldn't stop yeah. laughing when he when Keenan asked him. He says, "Why can't you get that through your head?" And he has a fry in his hand, and he's trying to put it through his ear. I almost cried because I was laughing so hard.
1: Yeah, there's so much literal comedy here. I mean, there's there's you know uh, physical comedy and stuff like that too, but that's really what Ed's base, you know, his whole thing is, and what makes him just so <laughs> stupid and but also endearing and charming. Well, he's
0: also extremely intelligent in some ways because he develops that sauce and he has that whole speech towards the end of the movie. I just I wonder if he's like one of those idiot savants, like he's only really locked in on certain things or he has ADD. I yeah. don't know what it is, but he has also like this hair trigger repetitive thing. Did you notice yeah. that? Like. Yeah, I mean, like
1: uh, how he starts his day in his his uniform. Yeah, you know, but he it's takes also a shower in his uniform. And yeah, but it's
0: also he's a dude. That uh, she's a dude. They're a dude. Whatever. He always sings that, and he's always like has this thing where he's always like, "Welcome to the Good Burger, whatever. Home of the Good Burger. How may I take your order?" It's like this weird reflexive thing, like OCD. You know, I don't know what it well, is. Well,
1: maybe maybe he has. I mean, I'm getting too deep, but we tend to do that sometimes. Let's say maybe he's on the spectrum.
0: That's, I didn't want to say and, it. I didn't want to he, say it. I chickened it out.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just merely speculating. And he has a script that works for him. If he has a script, and he has certain things. But, you know, I... I'm not on the spectrum, but I have incredible amounts of like social anxiety. And so I often have scripts in my head or things that I say the exact same way every time. Like part of my job is I have to answer the phones all day, every day. And I hate talking on the phone. It's one of the things I hate most in the world because of my social anxiety, but if I, have a almost a script of the way I say things every time it's like that annoying lady in um, office space space, where she answers the phone the same way every time and it's it's grating but that's her routine that's what works for her yeah and if you go off script you
0: fuck it up you just do I try sometimes I try to mix it up I'm like what did I just say I just combine two different phrases
1: so you I, and i and i probably shouldn't even suggest a, a, a suggested spectrum it could be anything it could be you know like like my thing like if i just if i stick to the familiar it makes it so much easier for me because yeah i say stupid shit all the time and and even more if i don't stick, stick to my script yeah so i don't know but um, he also seems to be just like a person who genuinely enjoys every moment of his life. He is living life to the fullest. He has fun. He loves his job. He loves those goddamn burgers. You know, he's just whatever. He just whatever works for him works.
0: Yeah, and and Dexter is like the the yin-yang miserable con artist. And and then his is about redemption. At least he had something instead of just being the, the stick in the mud con artist. But his is like this whole very frivolous bullshit... The fact that he even gets in trouble in the first place and doesn't accept the fact that he broke the law. He right. drove without a license, but refuses to admit his screw-up. And, and that's a big part of his character. Um, but it, it really is about those two. They're really driving the movie, obviously, because they're the leads. But I gotta tell you, I can't believe Abe Vigoda <laughs> had so much oh, no. to do in this. How oh, old was God, he? he we, they always mean. joked that he was on uh, Conan O'Brien for like a decade that he had died. <laughs> and he would just show I up and I'm like, oh no.
1: Wasn't there even a joke about him he, in the movie about the fact that they keep saying that he was dead? But he is still, like it was like an inside joke about himself.
0: Maybe, because I remember, I think it all started because he was in the obituaries more than once. saying that he had passed away and he's like no i'm not dead
1: (laughs) i just but he was so he was so fucking funny and like just what a weird addition to a kid's movie
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah because no one knows who the hell he is i mean because okay if you look at the cameos there's some that make complete sense like sinbad had already locked into like the kid audience he had that sitcom
1: huh Carmen Electra, so many of the of the things do make sense for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, he you know he had just come off of doing Shazam, Kazam, Kazam. I mm, almost did that 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 uh, that effect. What is it where you thought another actor where you thought Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam? <laughs> um, that is
1: like one of the most like deep rooted incorrect stories in like entertainment history.
0: Yeah. No, Robert Wall is basically a nobody. It's kind of surprising he showed up. They must have been friends with the director because and people only knew him from Batman at best. And George Clinton, in his he, days, I mean, if anybody I referenced know. if anybody referenced him, it was only because uh, all the rappers were using his music now.
1: I feel like he made several cameos in the late 90s. Wasn't he also in, like, PCU and stuff? Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, yeah. Like, like, uh, several times around that time period, he showed up, and I was just like, even it, it's even a, a, ref, a stretch of a reference for us, I think
0: Parliament Funkadelic. Every time I think of PCU, uh, by the way, I <laughs> she discovered we had done an episode, uh, what like a couple months ago about how I got into college. She found a copy, and, and she I don't think she realizes how rare it is. There's a handful of Fox movies from the late 80s, early 90s that have disappeared forever if you find a copy well, of Well I knew it was PCs, rare
1: enough that I it was rare enough that I grabbed it Yeah and I was like mine now
0: Yeah <laughs> I don't know what's up with why Fox just eliminated those from its catalog um, but the basic story is the, the competition it's not a really fresh story because we've seen it many times where the small store no. has a big competition coming in they gotta compete um, but the elaborate over the top cartoonish levels of what what's the other burger called? Mondo Burger,
1: Burger, I think.
0: What is it? Mondo. Mondo Mondo. Burger. Mondo Burger. Well, Mondo, I think, means it's Hawaiian for huge, I think. Um, But those things are so fucking disgusting looking, and then they find out why. I was like, well, yeah, okay, now that makes a hell of a lot more sense. They're pumping them with steroids.
1: (laughs) So, I wonder if, so, J. August Richards is one of the, like, henchmen kind of characters. Yeah, you're psychic. I was about to say the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that he is so underutilized and underappreciated. But wasn't you know, he supposed to be a big
0: deal on Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, the very first episode, yes. they introduced him, and he was supposed yes. to be Deathlock, and it never happened.
1: Well, he I mean, it, he was on 12 episodes over the five seasons. Was uh, he? Okay, at seasons. least there's that. He was. But, so they definitely did bring him back throughout the series, but I—I I, he wasn't as... Uh, big as I had anticipated, it was going to be. But I have a lot of issues with that show and its trajectory o- over the course of the years. Anyway, so hmm. yeah, I only made it, I don't think I have really think I've finished
0: the first season yet. So
1: really, agents of Shield. I
0: know there's too many shows, and I, and, with I know, the, no uh, no. and a lot of it's because of the podcast. The podcast slows me down because no, I'm no. always what the hell? I'm looking at a cast member of. Uh, uh, of this movie that was born in Huntington. Nah. Yeah, his name's Brian Peck. Oh, he yeah, he was in Return of the Living Dead. That's his first uh first credit, but he was also in uh Holes, which I still have never seen.
1: Oh, Jesus. We should do that movie because it is quality. It quality is control. So good. It is uh, to me it is like Solid gold. This is crazy. And I'm surprised that I haven't thought of it sooner.
0: The guy, he played upset customer, whatever that was. Uh, but he is yeah. in all three. Well, there's three Return of the Living Dead's that I consider. I ignore part four and five. He's in all three movies as different characters.
1: That's weird.
0: That you know, is weird. Is all lot of credit. Huh. That's strange. You know, Almost that's, like he uh he must have been like friends with the producer or something.
1: <laughs> we digress. We always do. I know we always do i was going to say in addition to my comment about Jay arias richards is that i believe in the details it says this is the first movie that linda cardellini was in okay and what a, what a charming weirdo she was huh? yes
0: she was yeah uh, i it's always so thought that dead man on campus world. to bring it back dead man on campus i thought was her first movie
1: oh i don't know in the credits it says this, this was her first one well what did this movie come out before that or not yeah it came out two years before know.
0: or no one year before i've
1: never seen it I know, I just mentioned that. I've never yeah, seen Yeah,
0: she was in that TV show. Time, but... Yeah, she was in that TV show I sent you. Uh, I never heard of Bone Chillers. There's another episode. All of those um, anthology kind of spooky shows for kids back then. We had Erie, Indiana, Bone Chillers, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I see a
1: 12 episodes in
0: 96. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she did that at Third Rock, then this, but knowing how things worked, she probably did this before Third Rock. Um, wow, she really yeah, was. I didn't realize how busy she was around that time. Uh, she was like in three different shows. They're all short-lived, <laughs> including Freaks and Geeks. Yeah,
1: she was. She was not on my radar until Freaks and Geeks. she yeah. did quite a lot
0: before then. Uh, there was a TV show she did called On the Lot, which is set back in like the 1940s in Hollywood. And oh, I always I thought. Don't remember that story. Yeah, I always thought that was after Freaks and Geeks, and she came in for an arc. And no, it was right before Freaks and Geeks. So.
1: But we didn't notice it until right after. No, no, I yeah. remember now.
0: Um, but yeah, with this movie, I think it's a lot of silly fun. There's a lot of weird... That's, I think, a lot of the comedies now are so generic that they don't have a tone. And and I think the 90s, they were trying to, like... Let's get a little strange. Let's get weird here. Um, and not all of it works, but at least it's memorable instead of just being bland. Yes. I don't know. I,
1: I'm just saying, like, if for me, this movie... Again, I I I shouldn't say it holds up, and I say that because I think it's still funny now. After would you say this is the twenty fifth anniversary? But I didn't watch it when it originally came out.
0: Yeah, and so no, like like I said, this is the first time I've seen it.
1: I'm going to assume that in ninety whatever when it came at ninety seven when it came out, I would have thought it was even funnier than I think it is right now. But I don't yeah. know.
0: And I, it was out of my age range i think you were just starting to age out of these kind of movies i
1: was i was i was aged out. i didn't watch this stuff i think i was distracted by other things but yeah. uh i also seriously we I, you it would not be surprising if you caught one of us walking around the house singing he's a dude she's a dude
0: <laughs> well especially since Especially since the final song is him singing with Less Than Jake, and I was listening to Less Than Jake and all sorts of ska around that time. Yeah, that's why I wasn't watching Good
1: Burger. I was too
0: invested in the local ska scene. <laughs> was yeah. there a local ska scene, or are you just Go joking? Going just skank. <laughs> Everybody's skanking, skanking. Let's get a two-tone floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did have a, a two-tone it floor. Was a, <laughs> I don't know
1: there was a single solitary band that I would go see multiple times. Was it
0: Skavoses? Skatolites?
1: Skavoses, yeah. Skavoses. I went to see them a bunch of times and gave my heart out. (laughs) Almost got punched a bunch of times by grown-ass dudes, but I survived. Tell the tale.
0: Uh, I forgot to mention Ron Lester. Uh, he would work with Brian Robbins again a year later in uh, Varsity Blues and uh, parodied himself in a movie we discussed already called um, oh, not, yeah. not Another Teen Movie. But I look and he lost a ton of weight, and I was really surprised. Oh, Who is the other guy? We just watched uh, Dog, and the guy from My Name Is Earl. Or oh, Ethan,
1: absolutely, My Name Is Earl. Yeah, absolutely. Ethan he looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, he lost a bunch he... of weight too. They look fantastic.
1: His, um, his, like, he actually has an Instagram account, and, uh, a lot of it is focused on, uh, and he does a podcast, I think, that a lot of it is, is more focused on, um, you know, working out, body, like, you know, uh, food, health, mental health. It's really interesting. But I wouldn't mention, it's, a, it's sad, like, but Ron Lester, he did die what? six years ago. He died in two thousand
0: sixteen. Oh my god, I didn't know that. I was sitting here talking it, about it and I didn't know what I happened.
1: Know, liver and kidney failure. Oh, so I don't fuck. know I don't know if it had to do with, you know, long maybe long term effects of of the obesity. I mean, I'm super proud of him for, you know, getting it getting to get getting it together. He looked fantastic when he, you know, got older, but um, I'm not sure.
0: That's terrible. It does seem like. Did that
1: make you sad? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of overweight actors. I always worry. Like I can just like. Well, and
1: we've I mean, seen so, we've lost so many of them. Pressure that they put on their hearts, or yeah, but we lost so
0: many of them, especially like you know we have John Candy. I think was the one that hit the hardest, and, and of course Farley and stuff like that. So let's not bum us out. Sorry. Um,
1: no, sorry. So this was. But I wanted to pay respect to. Women. Yes, yes, but thank that, you for yeah.
0: correcting me. I didn't know that. Um This wasn't a huge hit. This is one that blew up on television and on uh, VHS. uh, But it only cost $9 million. So that gave Nickelodeon more incentive to keep making movies. But as long as they kept it under a certain budget, and that's usually the way, like, you don't need big names. Just have a fun concept, uh, some recognizable faces. And that's what works so much for our next movie is Dude, Where's My Car? is they have two up-and-comers. It's very low budget, but it has a very interesting idea in the chemistry. Is what makes it work and it's so such a strange movie in that it's a secret sci-fi film and, and the first time i yes. saw this i was like what where are we going it's with this totally, weirdness
1: it's a totally dorky dude movie but then you're like oh wait what
0: yeah and, and no it's not hard sci-fi anyway it's completely absurd so don't get like all like, ooh, what high, you know, what level of sci fi is this? No, it's still stupid. <laughs> uh,
1: it's solo like farce or whatever, but Yeah,
0: and, and the logic behind a lot of it doesn't make any sense, but um,
1: Also it's like straight up homophobic and it has a lot a lot a lot of problems. Yeah, a you, lot of
0: women only way useful too many for sexual yeah.
1: innuendos and there's a lot of problems with it. Like it does not hold up for me. Like, I do think it's funny i i thought it was funny when it first came out i've seen it a lot of times it's still funny but the, there's the but all the stuff kind of just like it slapped me in the face that, at this view and i just watched it this morning
0: yeah and don't like don't say oh you're all woke no we evolved things changed. no we, yeah stop it
1: <laughs> y'all no seriously watch it like it's got some issues
0: um directed by Danny... there... go ahead what
1: oh i was just gonna say that like honestly The level of lovable, the lovable idiot concept, if you compare them in in Good Burger and compare them in Dude Where's My Car, like they're actually, honestly, like pretty self-involved kind of
0: jerks. Yeah, they're kind of dipshits, yeah. Honestly, they're Uh, kind of bad. So this is from Philip Stark, who was a writer on That 70s Show. I'm wondering, it doesn't say anywhere in here, if he was related to Don Stark, who played their neighbor. Um, That's a weird coincidence. Um, but uh, Danny Lanier uh, this is his first production and I was wondering how he got a studio film but I look and he was already working in the studio system but on television uh, he had done Felicity, Strangers with Candy, Action, Freaks and Geeks, Party of Five so he knew how to work with ensembles and he knew how to do comedy um, Action. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: As, as good as this movie is comedy wise I really do believe his next movie that didn't do anywhere nearly as well is his best movie is Harold and Kumar oh yeah baby Uh, sadly passed away I
1: do love Harold yeah
0: he passed away a few years ago but he had left behind a few good movies Uh, his final film I think it's his final film is a movie called Balls Out Gary the Tennis Coach um, which (laughs) it's actually really underrated it went straight to video Um,
1: wait it has him in it too
0: yeah Sean William Scott he's like a loser it's kind of a Bad News Bears formula whereas he's like (laughs) this loser who gets like kind of forced to go work with high school kids on a tennis team and, uh,
1: so basically, it's Bad News Bears slash Mighty Ducks.
0: Yeah, it, it's the same formula. Okay. But uh, I think that was really funny. But it, sadly, it, it was either that or it went to Crackle. I can't remember. Um, but this thing is stacked to the hilt with, oh, that guy, that girl. that You know, like these yep. up-and-comer, kind of lower-level comedic guys. Um, Absolutely. And I think that's what really makes it work. Yes, Ashton and Sean are fun. But I really like, oh, like watching some of these guys just work. And some of them are terrible, but they don't know they're terrible. Danny Lanier yes. kind of manipulates it to, and it makes it work. Like Charlie O'Connell is a perfect oh. fucking dipshit. Yeah. Agreed.
1: He's <laughs> uh, the worst. Yeah. I will say though that I would, I think personally, I don't know how, how do you pronounce her name? Mary Lynn Bradscope. I've never known how to like say her name, uh-huh. like, I just think that she is just a locking treasure. Yeah. And I think eventually the world is going to figure that out and start to respect her and give her better roles like like they've done with Judy Greer and... Well, I mean, um, she was on 24. Katherine Hahn. There
0: was a point where she was almost the lead with Keeper Settling on that show by like season right. seven, the reunion. So at least she yes, got... I know that. It's so interesting that she was respected more as a dramatic actress. You know, and then as a comedian. I
1: mean, she has definitely moved more dramatic. I can see in in even her more current roles, other than How High 2, that came out in 2019, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I didn't know that existed um, either. But I swear to God, her as Gail the Snail, will all and Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Maybe the pinnacle of insanity and brilliance. I have to, I don't
0: remember. What season is this?
1: Oh, she's on like a couple, she has a couple seasons. She's on, she's in the first season, I think. Oh, no. The first time they show her is at their mom's funeral, is where the first time you meet her. Oh, okay, okay. Um, she's
0: their yeah, friend. I know, I know her mostly from Mr. Show, but we also have David Herman, who's like the pothead guy. Uh, he was from Mad TV. Uh, office Space. Right. Um, I, I truly believe the worst part of this movie besides the homophobia is how wasted Jennifer Garner and Marla Sokoloff are yeah. completely and yeah. utterly fucking useless in the movie. And I would have been insulted if I as an actress that I've been given that because Wanda and Wilma are just, you know, they're literally treated as just the whiny girlfriend. And yeah. ugh, that's just... Fucking annoying. Uh, Bob Clendenon, who was a guest on the show years ago. who yes. I, met, I messed up his name so fucking bad <laughs> that we I eventually was so started. So
1: excited when he showed up. I forgot <laughs> that he was in it. I love him so much. Yeah, we're also oh, ask anybody. He and I are BFFs
0: now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my also, flash uh. Flash my... in the pan,
1: like Hal spark? Like how like, was he? he no, was no, no. How like...
0: is still going strong? Seriously, I are you feel thinking
1: like of? The... He was like. I feel like he had, like, a really intense few years,
0: back. Maybe, but do you remember the guy? Because he was on the soup. He was, I think Greg Kinnear was the first guy. Then there was that guy, John Henson, I want to say, with a little streak in his hair.
1: What happened to that dude?
0: He was hilarious. I don't know. I didn't think Hal was very funny on the show, but yeah, he was on Queer as Folk for like six years, has he? I
1: think that was really what got him really noticed, and then he started doing a lot of stuff, but I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, you're yet. right, lots
0: of voice work, and I know a lot of that talking head stuff, like they did on VH1 for years. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm
1: not saying he's, a, he, he's not working, I'm just saying that it seemed like around this time, he was really you know, had a lot of presence, that's
0: all. Yeah, and the guy that plays Turtle, he's one of the other guys in the cult group, uh, went to high school with uh, my former co-host that I don't talk about. Wait, what? Yeah, what? yeah. The, uh, they're apparently still friends, but uh, I just... <laughs> that's you, mean
1: tur- you mean Turtle from, like, Entourage? No, no,
0: no, no, there's a character named Turtle in this. He's the one with, like, the halitosis oh. and bug eyes, and he's just... Ah.
1: Gotcha yeah 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 I got it sorry I was just like
0: wait what that's the only turtle. oh oh Donkey Lips Donkey Lips is in this (laughs) the bubble wrap cult guy (laughs) that whole thing is so ridiculous that whole cult (laughs) what the fuck I think the worst part of this movie the unfunniest fucking horse shit is the alien girls yes Jesus that doesn't work at all we're here to give you oral pleasure No, just not funny
1: and yet they did it like 12 times. Yeah.
0: I think that's why it stopped it, 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 like it just kept getting worse and worse. I think the the underrated scene in this movie, the one that no one ever talks about. Everybody is brings the up like
1: Brent Spiner?
0: Huh? No. The I was is, thinking oh. of at the impound that weird guy with the big glasses. Remember, oh, we used to see him in commercials all the time. He was on Ed for a while. I have no idea what happened to him, but yeah. his name's Pat Finn, and he's Rick, and he keeps fucking shit up. And I can't stop loving that character.
1: When he's just like, "Oh, did you? Did you mean did, which one? Did you say you wanted?"
0: Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, gee guys, I'm so sorry. And they're like, "Ah, oh, Rick." Oh wow, well, I forgot. And then that lady. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The lady.
1: Then they go and try to get the information, and she's like, "I'm gonna have to take a. Thank you for that."
0: <laughs> I forgot Andy Dick is in this too. He's like the cult. Oh, that's when Brent Spider shows up, isn't it? Isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, so that whole scene with him and the fucking um, what are they called? The animal. The animal. The animal. The animals at the farm where they're he's help, where they go.
0: ostriches
1: or something i don't know oh yeah ostriches thank you yes yeah the ostrich farm and then he asked them the question about the ostriches and it's basically like an homage to like the the question in monty python about the what is the what oh the the weight of
0: the bird yeah yeah yeah
1: whatever yeah uh it's an homage to that like just a little nod you know mm. and yeah uh i just thought it was so funny brett, brett Spiner, is like because I, I i personally don't really know him as anything else than data
0: he's in what is that oh master of disguise i remember him from that and i remember him oh he was oh in
1: God. he said did you just that. tell me
0: to shut up <laughs>
1: it's all about Master of Disguise I going to be honest with you yeah, it's a pretty oh fucking
0: terrible it's, not, it's barely even a movie it's like 65 minutes long and then 12 minutes of credits I um, mean well he's also in the Independence might... Day movies remember he's the one with the crazy hair and the glasses and gets taken over No.
1: Nope. oh yeah yeah I do I do
0: I do um, I'm looking at this I see Gil Netter and I knew the name looked familiar I thought that was the director of 10 Things I Hate About You and I'm Wrong but he was the um, the guys the not the Fairley brothers the Zucker brothers he was their producer for years and then this oh. is his first production on his own, where he started working with Fox. Because so you see, like Naked Gun, Naked Gun Two and Three, whatever, Brain Donors, uh, First Night, High School High, Basketball, Then Dude Where's My Car, and then he does all these different, wildly different movies. It's very oh, yeah.
1: interesting. Yeah. The... Gil Younger, I don't know if that's. What that's yeah, it's okay. I...
0: But I think it's funny when when a producer just switches lanes like that and just shows you can still like he did uh, Flicka and Aragon and Fever Pitch. Um, uh, the blind side, Life of Pi. So he which, went
1: which he went. W- which Fever Pitch, uh,
0: the American one, the the one oh. that oh, so there we are doing Fairly Brothers now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think a lot of what this movie, uh, plot wise is completely frivolous. Is just from joke to joke to joke. But it is interesting, like when the person was writing, it's like, well, how weird can we get? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just like, I mean, sometimes there is a time and place for straight up stupidity. Yeah. Really. Especially now.
0: But if it works, you still have to make it work. It's so hard to get stupid right. We've seen like Dumb and Dumber gets it right. Bowfinger kind of gets it right, Uh, and uh, because it's it's kind of stupidity, but it's also. Well, no, I mean stupid. It's it's a mixture of stupid and also delusion. It's it's more than just stupidity. Um,
1: I was just like that is fucking amazing. No, no, that's a that's a.
0: We all know that I nearly had a stroke while watching that movie. You had to check on me to make sure I was okay during Fake Person Ninjas (laughs) (laughs) because I was purple. I mean, seriously, I like.
1: Did I pee myself? I I wouldn't be surprised if I did. (laughs)
0: Um, I don't think this movie gets it right um what I like is either you gotta go 100% into the stupidity and make all the jokes work you really have to spend on the, the time on the absurdity and I don't think this all gets all the way there um but I also like watching very normal people in insane stupid situations which is if you're gonna go with the Danny Lanier movie you just go to Harold and Kumar just go over that because it's got everything you want yes um yeah. sadly it's not a teen movie so we will never be discussing on this um
1: we will find a way to talk about it. Maybe, somehow. and I,
0: I'm if we do, I'm skipping part two. <laughs> I hate part two. Part three is great. Oh, I hate
1: part two as well. Yeah,
0: it's all screaming all day long. Um, so that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter uh, under Hit Rewind. Uh, social, like what do we call the uh, uh, the podcast hosts? What do we call them? streaming services? Subscribe, share, comment. Uh, if there's movies that you want us to cover let us know um, what, what did we discuss we're going to do next oh 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 we're going to I wanted to warn you we're going to go a little bit before because the next double feature we want to do is the Adams Family movies and I think the first one doesn't technically count because I think they're pre-teen but the second one is like right at 13 or 14 yeah
1: it's a stretch, but I don't
0: give a flying fuck because I love the end. Yeah, so and, and and it was darker and more mature. So here's the other thing: is we've discussed this before. It's not just movies that have teenagers as the protagonist. It's about how they sold movies. So there's yeah, movies. That makes sense. So it's movies that we've we've seen that were clearly like okay, because I just watched singles, and do you remember how hard they sold singles and, and reality yeah. bites as well. Like these are what yeah. cool 20 year olds are doing in, in high school. You're like, oh, well, this is really hip. I need to see this. I need to hear this song. All that was sold yeah. to teenagers. Yeah. So and, and same thing with Adam's family is, yeah, those are kids, but it's also, it's so weird and there's adults in it. It was also sold to teenagers because it was right in that PG 13 line.
1: Yeah. I would also say that in addition to all that, it also on a entirely selfish level, uh, we're we're somewhat making decisions on how it how it resonated with us personally.
0: Yeah. And also it's yeah. our and show with whoever the fuck you want. We decided we're gonna do a uh we're gonna discuss Cary Grant movies on this episode. <laughs>
1: uh, I love Grant. Yeah.
0: Um
1: I just wanted to make something clear though. I know that I, I said it a little bit like this I wanna just make it clear that I I'm not. I don't want to make some woke statement. I don't give a fuck if you say that to me or make a comment about it somewhere. That's fine. But I am in no way promoting or supporting transphobia. I just need to make that a point because there's a lot of very questionable stuff in this. In dude, where's my car? Especially regarding that. So. I made
0: my statement. Oh here. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I I was like, what the fuck? I mean, t- year. Yeah. Yes, we're going to take this with a grain of salt, also because the world is different. It's well, we wish yes. it was more different because people yeah. are not moving along very well. But 20 years ago, that was considered funny. Before that, it was, you know, a decade before, it was gay jokes. Before that, it was you know, and there's in, in times right. change, and you don't throw the whole thing out because a certain moment, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds, has two really fucked up moments, but its core yes. is still good. And yeah, uh, yeah, but just always remember, be prepared that there's going to be some stuff that has not aged well at all. Um,
1: yeah, and don't like be dick stuff, okay?
0: Yeah, well, they, nobody has. Everybody's been cool.
1: No. Yeah. I know.
0: But you and I, I mean, I discussed yeah. it big on the, if you follow me on social media, is uh, everybody deserves representation. Uh, white men have had more than a century of yeah, you know, a, a big focus in every yeah. type of pop culture. It's time for someone else because I remember as yeah. a kid, all you had was Princess Leia, and that's a half effort because in the third one they throw her into a fucking bikini and make her a sex slave. Yeah. But, though she does a strangle job of the hut, so at least I had that. But still, they they, yeah. they they sold her as a sex object, and that's all you had until what we had Ripley. I guess, but in the first one, she's in a in her underwear for no fucking reason, showing off her ass.
1: Maybe we should have a special girl girl power episode.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just very interesting because you and I, I, yeah. mean, I always I was always mad. You remember growing up? I was always like, why is the girl always a damsel in distress? Why is she always yeah. being captured at the end and being basically useless? And then you know we saw better representation. Like a Long Kiss Goodnight, I think is like the breaking point for us. Oh. So like, holy fucking shit, yeah. finally. You know? Yeah. And, you know, just let other people have some representation in pop culture. Stop getting mad about everything. If you don't like it, then go back and watch a whole century of fucking pop culture!
1: <laughs> well, that's the whole thing, too, is, like, about, you know, the, the issue that, that it will be a never-ending issue with libraries is that, you know, people trying to ban books. And it's stronger than ever right now.
0: Yeah, I, I can't believe it. And I'm just like, yeah.
1: you know what? You don't like it. Just don't read it. Yeah. Because almost always people try to ban stuff and they have no fucking clue the context of what they're even talking about.
0: No, and they never do. They they it's even just read here saying.
1: It's
0: a fucking book. They, it's, what like, I've discovered is because now I live in a small town, small towns, have small minds, and they want to control you. Yeah. And I think that's why really mean, ignorant people like small towns because it's easier to control and bully. And if you don't like it, then harass them till they leave. Uh, there's more than just your world. And if you don't like yeah. it, just move along. I, I see this like, morning that now yeah. Texas is introducing a whole ban on letting children even view a drag show. A normal everyday I and mean, this is like well, then you do you have the same problem with Mrs. Doubtfire? Do you have the same thing with Kids in the Hall, Monty Python? It was for entertainment. It's not sexual. Um, but at the same I time mean, they have no problem old, old, giving their kids
1: full fear. Was all drag, homie. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, for fuck's sake, the same people yeah. who have no problem posing in a photo with their kids and all goddamn AR-15s. You don't think that's more damaging than a fucking dance show?
1: And we digress so much that we are not even close to our original topic. It Maybe doesn't matter. It.
0: We, at this point, we have to stand up and say something. Because if you... I know. Yeah, if... I mean, and I'm saying this for the other people. You're, if you're scared, I get it. But at the end of history, when, when they look back on us, you're either protecting the people who are being oppressed and, and suffering, or you are uh, a
1: Dangling coward. those abusers. Yeah, you're
0: a coward, or you are part of the villainy problem. You know, you're you're the one. That's, and and the last thing I'll say, and I I'm sorry I'm repeating because Mindy's probably seen some of this on my social media. Woke is just a current use a word they're using as a weapon. Before that, it was gay rights. Before that, it was women's lib, civil rights, Um, uh, uh, suffragette, emancipation proclamation. I mean, if you go all the way back to the cornerstone of what made this country what it is, the Declaration of Independence was about us being not represented properly and suffering. So if you want to play that game, go look at what our country is based on, and that's the same exact fucking thing. Yeah, I'm sweaty now.
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe we need to have a side show where we just talk about all the fucking shit we're pissed about. I
0: guess, but I don't know. Yeah, it just Good Burger.
1: What?
0: Go watch Good Burger, okay, dude? Where's my car? Go
1: watch Good Burger.
0: Yeah, it's such a happy, joyful movie. I felt so good watching it. Dude, where's my car?
1: Legitimately, one of the the, the the kindest know this isn't really a word goodest
0: <laughs>
1: like tr- like honest true positive soul he's yeah they himself. treat him like
0: he's an idiot and he's in by the end of the movie no. uh, just they finally realize oh he's just on a whiff different wavelengths because you remember when i was a kid people i literally had a teacher uh bring our parents in and ask if the, and said the word trigger warning they asked if, I, if I was retarded. They asked if I was retarded. I've yeah. had more than a few people ask if I was retarded because my brain is on a different wavelength. You put me in a class like Horizons with all those geniuses, they had a different way of thinking than I did, and I was just, like, so lost, and everybody thought I was something was wrong with me.
1: Fucking public school is a racket, dude.
0: Yeah. You are not
1: alone. Yeah. I'm sorry that you experienced that, but, like, it's the truth, is yeah. that... That they treated you like shit because they were they were not capable of seeing beyond their tiny little wall.
0: Yeah, and that's what it is with Ed. So long they go and they keep hitting this wall where they just think he's an idiot, but they finally like break through and go, Oh, we're just viewing him in a context that we're more comfortable or used to? We have to expand our minds and our emotional uh, intelligence to understand Ed. Well, I'm going to get a fucking drink. (laughs) Yes. All right, everybody. Sorry about that, but it's necessary. Uh, Have a good night.